What it do, Rundown Nation? Back here again, I'm Wall with the Wojan Wall College Football Rundown, and we got the breadwinner, Mr. Michael Story. How are you doing today, Mr. Michael Story? As always, Wall, I am in great spirits. It is currently Wednesday. We are excited. We have Thursday night football. We have Friday night NCAA basketball, or excuse me, basketball, NCAA football coming up. We've got Saturday all day. We've got NFL Sunday coming up. So for me, the hump day is really the start of when we get into the sports week. Although, as I mentioned on the rundown last week, not too shabby yet. We've got a little Tuesday night action coming up later the next month. So I'm excited. Well, you, you are right on, Mr. Story, with your Buffalo pick on our program last week. You had Buffalo plus seven and a half. Did you mean minus seven and a half, perhaps? They outright won it. Our rundown nation is in your gratitude, Mr. Story. They are going to the bank because of your pick. We appreciate that. But today, we're going to be talking a little sports betting intel, no? Indeed we are. Indeed we are. We have quite a few things coming up for you today. We are looking forward to a great program. So I am excited. Well, I've been looking at your newsletters. This is one of my favorite things about, I love everything with SBI, but one of my favorite things is the newsletters you guys send out. And you've been sending out a lot of stuff recently on these sportsbook promotions. Has that been ramping up or is it just my imagination? What's going on there? It has been ramping up and we're seeing a lot of books kind of transitioning into really towards the customer acquisition mode again. And some books have have gone the other direction. For example, FanDuel had some tremendous promotions, especially over the summer. You, uh, the, the audience here has probably heard me talk about Dinger Tuesday in the past, my all-time favorite promotion. I, that Nothing can ever beat that. But right now, DraftKings has really ramped up what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Every day I'm logging into the DraftKings site and I'm seeing a new promotion Something that's going on for the games today. So, for example, last week, Thursday Night Football, DraftKings had a promotion. No offensive score on the first drive of the game. Boosted from minus 200 to minus 120. Great value on that boost. That is a max for most bankrolls. And that's just one day. So there's something on Friday. There's something on Saturday. Multiple times. This past week on Monday, DraftKings had a number of boosts. Number one was a 50% NFL, NBA, same-game parlay X boost. Now, for those who don't know, a same-game parlay is when you are parlaying multiple markets multiple events multiple legs from the same game into one parlay it's called a same game parlay or a one game parlay that's used across the industry a same game parlay x is DraftKings same game parlay combined with a different game so you have a same game parlay on one hand and you're parlaying it with a different either same game parlay or a different leg of something else on another they call that the same game parlay x now normally i do want to caution people same game parlays and same game parlay x's and one game parlays and all that You've got a lot of juice. You have a lot of juice just in general inside of these one-game parlay builders. But when you're combining legs upon legs upon legs in the same game, you're attaching more VIG. And that's why parlays in general can be a bad idea. So when you combine the VIG for up to three legs or five legs, 10 legs, whatever it is, you do run into issues where the VIG gets to, really erodes your value. That said, these boosts can be good values if you find legs that are close to or slightly below fair value combining them all together, then you attach the boost. In these cases, the boost percentages can often overcome the VIG, even with these multiple game parlays, turning what would be a negative expected value bet into a positive one. So we're looking at these on a daily basis, seeing what's coming up. And there's also state-specific boosts, right? So uh, tonight they had uh, for Illinois or Indiana users, the Pacers are playing the Bulls tonight. Right now it's in the fourth quarter, the Bulls are up. You could boost the spread on either side to plus 115, either the Pacers plus seven or the Bulls minus seven. 
spoiler alert, I went the Bulls minus seven just because I'm a hometown <laughs> guy here. But also on Monday, they had a Bulls or Bears profit boost because they were both playing on the same day. The Bears had Monday Night Football against the Patriots. The Bears ended up winning that game. Surprise, surprise. But you could get a 50% profit boost on any market, not just the same game parlay, not a same game parlay yet, anything. So you find a, a, a positive expected value bet line on that game, whether it's a player prop, whether it's an alternate line, whether it's a main line, whatever it is, and you can boost that 50%. These boosts are incredible. We take advantage of these as much as we can just because there's so much value that the sports books provide us. If they're going to be trying to, to get our business by offering these, we're going to turn what our negative expected value bets into positive ones with these boosts, these promotions. Keep an eye out. We're going to be doing a lot more talk about this because this is a great way to build your bankroll day in and day out. And we're always talking about college football, obviously, here on the College Football Rundown. This transcends just college football. You're getting this across all sports. So it's not just, you know, August, September, October, November, and then the December, January Bulls. You get this all year long if you're looking at these lines. I love how you mentioned turn the tables, you know, get rid of that big, put the edge on our side. We become the books. I love that. Always talking about it on the program. I believe that that's what SBI does best. I believe that's what you guys do best over there. But all these sports, I mean, we just started up NBA and NHL, no? No, we did. We did. In fact, NBA is just a few days old. NHL is a little older. Uh, two great sports that that I'm, I'm not as familiar with. We've got some people that are on our team that really know and love these sports. We're going to bring in some NBA experts, some different people. The real Jay-Z, you've seen his blog posts. You know what he does. He's an NHL guy. He's also our Pac-12 guy with the NCAA football, but he's an NHL guy. You know, as a Blackhawks fan, it's been a bit of a depressing offseason and start to the year. So not much there for me, but there's a ton of great teams out there that we can look to take advantage of their their money lines and their spreads and all sorts of different opportunities. As you mentioned, while I just want to bring it back, these promos are not just for football. These are for different sports. It depends on what's going on that day. The books are going to have World Series promotions. I guarantee it. It's a good opportunity. Last chance to get in on, on Major League Baseball for the year. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to be hitting you guys two, three times a week, talking about these promotions, talking about the lines, talking about what's going on so we can get as you said, turn turn the tables, bring the edge back to our side, and stick it to the books. <laughs> stick it to them. Hey, take those marketing dollars, put them in our pocket. If they're going to give them to us, why not? That's the question I ask. Why exactly. not? Exactly. Why not? <laughs> and you just went into the sports. You know, we're college football. I just I, I got to mention it, man. But we love college sports. I myself love college basketball. Is that something that you think will be available on your site? I know. No lines are really up yet, but I do love college basketball. I mean, I, I like the NBA. I'm a fan. I'm a Bulls fan. It's great to see what they've been doing the last couple of years. Just keeping an eye on it. it looks like Levine's having another great game. But uh, college basketball is just so pure and so exciting to me. It ramps up a little slowly and things are a little tough to get started because there's just so many games and so many conferences. But when you start to get into the thick of it, the, the meat of the season, there's some great rivalries, some great games going on. And then obviously uh, the NCAA tournament is just an incredible time of year. Probably one of my favorites, if not the start of the, the NFL season. So for that, we're going to have some great content coming up. Keep an eye out for that because there's just so much with that particular sport with NCAA basketball that we want to get you guys as much information as possible so you can make some smart betting decisions right off the bat. I love it. I mean, that game day, Saturday, game day one, I call it college basketball, man. You can have 300 games, 300. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> you can have 300 college basketball games day one because of all the D1 schools playing D2 schools. So that's exciting. That's exciting to hear. 
I know that you have given me permission to record this screen recording. So those of you on YouTube watching this right now are going to see the video. Those of you on a podcast, head on over to YouTube. You can check out the video. I'm going to go through. We're going to go through some games, right? Story? Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's jump into it. I, I love this uh, that we got the screen recording. You guys can see exactly how we use the tools ourselves over at SB Intel to make some of these betting decisions. All right, let me let me log in real quick here, Story. I'll tell you when I'm logged in. Doesn't take more than a second. All right, I'm in here. I got a green guy. Hey, Story, you let me know what are we talking about? What are we going for, with first? So my my love is for the NFL, and we're we're right yeah. in, into it. We are coming up onto Week Eight here. We had some great games last week, but let's talk about again my hometown, the Chicago Bears. So we got the Cowboys and the Bears in Week Eight, and it's. Coming up, the, the Bears are at the Cowboys. Quick search there, easy, easy peasy. Uh, you, you went right to our game board. You, you did the search, or you went to the uh, to the lines. You did the search. Bam, we've got the Cowboys and the Bears right off the bat. Twelve o'clock on October thirtieth, Sunday. It's a noon game. I love Bears football noon. Now, for those who who haven't been paying attention, both the Bears, well, the Bears have been struggling this year. Although they did beat. The Patriots last week, exciting fashion. Uh, I'm a little shocked at how that game unfolded, right? Final score, 33 to 14. Cowboys, Dak Prescott's been out for a number of weeks. Cooper Rush has been more than serviceable. The Cowboys uh, have been, uh, are at the top of the NFC East. Cowboys ended up, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to see what that final score was last week. Yeah, they beat the Lions 24 to 6. Not much they had to do there. Cowboys are 5 and 2. Bears are 3 and 4. So the line on this, we've got the Bears plus 9 and a half. 43. That's a pretty low over under. Here's the big kicker. Dak Prescott is coming back this week. So Dak has been out with an injured thumb. He had that surgery, similar injury that Russell Wilson had last year. So we don't know exactly how he's going to look. Russell Wilson struggled from that same injury when he came back last year. But the books seem to think that the Cowboys, as good, the, the big thing is here, their defense, right? The Cowboys defense is incredible. Currently ranked number two in total DVOA. That's Defensive value over defensive adjusted value over average. And we'll get into that in a future podcast, what that means and how to use that metric. But that just means on the surface, the Cowboys defense is very, very good. So that nine and a half number seems pretty close to what I would expect it to be. Cowboys are at home, so you give them three right off the bat. The big question here is that over under 43 seems a little no. It's shaded to the over though. 43 on Bet Rivers is minus 120. Projected score, Cowboys 26.25. You can see that right on the screen there. Bears 16.75. But the Bears are playing a little better. They're started open since the bye. They started to open up the playbook a little bit. Uh, they're playing a Justin Fields strength. He had over 100 yards, almost 100 yards rushing last week. I think the Bears, I think Eberflus, Matty Eberflus, the coach of the Bears, they're doing a little better. I think they're going to keep this a closer game. I think the Cowboys win. You can see the projected score right on the screen there, 80.8% chances of the Cowboys to win there. But I like the Bears to keep this within a touchdown. So Bears plus nine and a half would be my lean on this. The question, though, with the over-under, 43, I think I'm staying away from that. The defense is just too good on – now the Bears did – the on the Cowboys side, now the Bears did trade away Robert Quinn. That was a big news item that came out today. So I'm not quite sure what that means for them in the intermediate term. But I'm staying away from that. If I had to lean on this, I'm going Bears – I can't wait for this game when we'll see what Dak looks like when he comes back. I love it, man. You know, I'm not the biggest NFL guy when it comes. I, I do bet a lot of NFL, but I'm more of a numbers guy when it comes to the NFL. I'm not 
analyzing the games like you. But right here, man, I, I know if I'm taking the Bears, nine and a half, where am I going? That's that big blue, big blue box right there, right? You guys, you guys put it nice and easy for us to see. So Bears minus 105. Well, I'm liking that. I'm liking a lot, Story. Where are we going next? We got to give them well, another one. Yeah, before we jump over, I just want to point something out. You're, you're absolutely right. You can do see at a quick glance. Like if I'm t- betting the Bears plus nine and a half, I'm going to FanDuel because it's minus 105. Jump up one above that. You see that, that money line right there? Right there, we've got the, the Bears plus 360 on FanDuel. And if you hover over our SBI calculated even line value, you can see. So this is what we've calculated the even line or what the, 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 the fair value of this line should be based on a number of metrics that we have. So we have it at plus 360. So if you're betting the Bears and you want to bet on the money line, you absolutely have to go over to FanDuel and get the, the best odds on it right there. And we think that this is a fair value bet. So... We're going to talk a little more later on, later episodes about expected value and even value and fair value and all that kind of stuff. But just know right off the bat, when you see that number, that SBI calculated even line value, those are the numbers we want to get as close to, if not beat, in order to beat the books long term on expected value. Hey, turn the tables, Mr. Story. Turn the tables. I love it. I love it. Come on. Let's give them some more. What do we got? We got the Packers and the Buffalo Bills. Now, this was a request by the real Jay-Z. Uh, personally, I am a fan of seeing the Green Bay Packers struggling a little bit. <laughs> it is the night game. It is the Sunday night game. So we got it at on October 30th. So Sunday at 720. It's the Sunday night game. Um, yeah, the Packers have been absolutely struggling the last few weeks. They lost to the Commanders, who had benched Carson Wentz. Uh, so the Packers are now 3-4. and four. They lost 23-21. The Bills had a bye week last week, but as we know, the Bills are just playing incredible football. Josh Allen, you want to talk about an absolute stud in fantasy football. Josh Allen is is wrecking leagues. Right now, Buffalo's total DVOA, offensive DVOA, uh, they're number two, right behind, guess who? Your team, Kansas City, right? So the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are, are doing a number on the league. But Buffalo's right there. And their defense, Buffalo's defense is number one in total DVOA, which, put it together, strong offense. This is a team that doesn't feel like they need to run the ball very much. They're very efficient through the air. They've got playmakers, a number of playmakers in, in Diggs, and Dawson Knox is starting to come on, and Khalil Shakir. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie made a few uh, mistakes recently, but they've got some really great offensive players. Uh, Devlin Singletary, the running back, he's he's been fine, serviceable, but their defense is really where they stand out. So you look at the line here. I don't know when the last time we saw Aaron Rodgers as a double-digit underdog. Do you remember that? Because I have no idea. It's been a long time, right? So the Packers are 11-point dogs in Buffalo, mind you, 11-point dogs to Josh Allen and the Bills, and the over is 47 and a half. You got a few things going on uh, with this game. Like I said, well, we don't know if Allen Lazard is going to be playing yet for the Packers. He got injured, came out last game, never came back in. So with that, they've got a hodgepod wide receiver core. Trading away Devontae Adams to the Raiders, right? Trading away the best wide receiver in the league, arguably. That's going to do a number on any team. And when he, a team that relied on him so heavily, it seems like the Bears or the Packers offense, it, I'm just so used to talking about the Bears offense being stuck in the mud, but the Packers <laughs> offense is just absolutely stuck in the mud right now. Your projected score right there, we've got it at, at Bills 29.25 to Packers 18.25. We're only giving the Packers about a 20% chance to win. Does that mean they can't win? No, absolutely not. But no book is offering really great. I mean, you, on the spread wise, yeah, you can find Packers uh, minus one hundred seven or minus eleven at minus one hundred seven on points pick, or the uh, Bills minus eleven at minus one hundred six on Barstool. So decent uh, juice on those lines. 
overall, though, this is a tough game because a lot of people think that that Aaron Rodgers can turn it around um, and they don't think he's done. Right. But who's he throwing to? Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. Right. Guys that that either weren't in the league last year, haven't heard of before. It's a tough spell. I really think the Bills are, are the best team in the NFL. I mean, you could argue. The Chiefs, certainly, but I think the Bills are, are absolutely right up there. That, again, I might be a little biased with my Bills some Super Bowl futures bet. So take that for what it's worth. But this is going to be a, a, a – I don't think it's going to be a slugfest. I think it's going to be airing it out. I think the Bills are, are absolutely – it's tough to 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 not take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Let's take a look at this line moving up here, right? So you can see that it has, has dropped drastically uh, since, since people were betting it – before the you know the, the the last couple of games, so on Monday the thirteenth of earlier this month, people thought the Packers had a much better chance of keeping it close or winning. Now nowadays, you know it, it's it's a couple of different teams. It's tough to say. I'm not making a pick on this. I just don't know that. Uh, I, I think the Bills have a, a, such a tremendous offense, but it's tough for me to just go again and see what Aaron Rodgers has done in the past and think that as a double digit spread he can't cover that even on the road. So, any thoughts on that, Wall? Well, I'm a bit confused. You got you you cheering for the Bears here, right? And then you, you're cheering for the Packers. So I, I guess what's going on here, Mr. Stowe? You are from the Chi Town. You cannot be saying that Mr. Rogers is going to go in there and do better than the average person thinks, or better than average the book thinks. You cannot be saying that as a Bears fan, Mr. Story. That's my I, thought. <laughs> I, I understand where you're coming from. For me, <laughs> when it comes to betting, I do my best. And I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know, I'm not always successful to take the emotion and the heart out of it. Because as a, I'm a Bears fan through and through, and I absolutely hate the Packers. But it, it's trying to, to look at everything from an objective standpoint. Because the Packers offense, like I said, it's been stuck in the mud. It, it's It's been bad recently. But they're still 10th in total DVO, offensive DVOA, which means that they, ha- they have good metrics on the back end. And their defense is, is fairly decent, too. So for me, it's just looking at this like... I don't know. I, I can't. When Aaron Rodgers is getting 11 points, I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers in the Packers, but I don't want to bet 11 points in the NFL is just a lot. And NFL, any 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 given Sunday, I'm just, it's a good game to look at, but I'm not betting this one. Hey, that makes sense. After the Bills, I know they took down the best team in the league, the Chiefs. So that's a good football team. Who knows what's going to happen with that one? We got another one. Where are we going next? Let us head out to San Francisco. No, Arizona. No. LA. We're going to the, the 49ers LA. at the Rams. Yep. I, I believe sure they're what. the Rams this day, these days. Are they not, Story? What's that? They are the Rams these days. They, they are the Rams. They are the Los year. Angeles Rams, right? And we got the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so big news before last week was Christian McCaffrey, the all-star stud running back for the Carolina Panthers, got traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a ton of future picks. So they took on his massive contract. They traded a bunch of picks for the next few years in order to bring in what they see is a difference-making running back. Now, Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, is arguably the best all-purpose running back in the league. Is he the best runner in the league? No, probably not. That honor probably belongs to Derrick Henry, maybe Nick Chubb. All-purpose running back, though, out of the backfield, catching passes, goal line, nose for the end zone. Christian McCaffrey is a an absolute stud at running back. That didn't stop the, the Chiefs from wailing on the 49ers last week, 44-23. to 23. So... Uh, they had to get away from the run pretty early and, and throw it out. Jimmy Garoppolo actually had a, a decent fantasy day strictly because he was throwing the ball quite a bit. So 
This one, though, it's another team in the Los Angeles Rams. You might call this the Super Bowl hangover. They have been absolutely abysmal on offense. They have uh, they they traded for Allen Robinson, former Bear, former Jaguar, in the offseason, and they have not made use of him. It's been very depressing to see. But they're still three and three. If you would have asked me prior to looking it up, I would have said, I don't know, two and four, one and five, because they've been so bad. But they're three and three. 49ers are three and four. Rams have had their, their bye. And guess what? The Seattle Seahawks, the team that everybody thought was going to get dog walked this year, is four and three and leading the NFC West. So this is going to be a, a, an absolute ground and pound fight, I think. I think the Rams are going to want to establish the run. I think Matthew Stafford has been struggling. It might be the elbow. It might just be that, that Super Bowl hangover. Not entirely sure. So they're going to want to keep it. Daryl Henderson. We might be able we might see former Notre Dame running back Kyron Williams in this game too. He he's designated returns from IR. He got injured in preseason. So it's possible we see him. 49ers, they've got a stable of running backs. They can't keep healthy. We're looking at this game though, spread is 49ers. They're at home, minus two and a half. Now, for those who don't know, uh, the bookmakers will oftentimes the general consensus is you're getting three points for being at home in the NFL. So if this were on a neutral field, this would be a pick'em game. Um Rams are getting two and a half coming in and then over 43. That tells you right there. It's a low scoring game for the Rams, who were one of the highest scoring teams last year. And the 49ers, who are an explosive offensive team with, like I said, Christian McCaffrey, but Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, former Arizona State star uh, wide receiver, and then George Kittle. You know the name George Kittle, do you not, Wall? Hey, this spread, this total makes sense. Iowa Hawkeyes, baby. Mr. Kittle himself playing tight end in the NFL. I love it, Story. There are three Iowa ta- Hawkeye tight ends that are currently uh, doing really well. So you got Kittle, you've got uh, TJ Hawkinson for the Lions, and you've got Noah Fant, who's kind of stuck in the mud there a little bit. Um, but yeah, so this game is interesting. I- I'm really excited to see uh, if we take a look at the money line here, you go down 49ers minus 115, Rams plus 105. That's on points bet and DraftKings, respectively. Uh, not too bad, not too shabby. You know, it's a little off from our calculated even line value. If you're taking the the 49ers on the spread, though, it's less than a field goal. Absolutely look at the DraftKings. That's where the best line is on that. And then the total, this one, I think, while I think they're going to want to keep it on the ground, I don't think either team is really going to be able to. And I think they're going to have to open it up a little bit. Now, we don't know Debo Samuel's status for uh, San Francisco. He does have a uh, I think can't remember if it's a thigh injury or quad, quad injury or hamstring injury, something like that. So if he plays, I look for this one to go over. 43 is low for these two teams. I think both of these teams, uh, it, assuming that that the Rams kind of fix some things during the bye week, I could absolutely see them utilizing some of the talent they have on the field, getting Allen Robinson more involved, keep Cooper Cup the best, you know, NFL Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup, best wide receiver, arguably, Although Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase might have something to say with that up there, so I, I think that this game goes over. I think that uh, you're looking at 43 points. It's easy enough for both teams to, to; they both can make some explosive plays. They're both kind of middle of the road in defensive DVOA. So uh, the Rams, I'm sorry, while the Rams are a little higher in in defensive DVOA, uh, the 49ers are uh, right up there too. But offensively, they're kind of middle of the road. But 43 just seems low to me. I like uh, I like both of these teams to go over their projected point total. So I think this one spells over to me. I'm looking at this total somewhere in the 40, 47 to 48 range. 47 to 48. Let me scroll over here. 
Mr. Story, if you go 47 and a half, you want to go over 160, baby. You put down 100, you get 160 on Bet Rivers. That is what sports betting intel has shown me. I'll have to look into that, my friend. I don't know. I have to go purely off your word when it comes to the NFL. You know, I don't have much of a say in that. You are the expert. How about we head over to my domain, though, a little bit? How about you give me a team that maybe I can speak of? Well, we got a couple of games that I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to save one because I'm really excited about about this one. But let's go to Arizona and USC right off the bat. How's that sound? Arizona. Oh, somebody listened to the podcast this week, Mr. Story. You know that sounds great to me. I do want to talk about this game a little more because I'm really excited to see. We've got Arizona's defense who cannot stop anybody and who's also been playing really well on offense. And then USC, who in general has been doing well on offense. But the big question mark here is Jordan Addison, reigning Boletnikoff award winner, wide receiver for USC. He went down with what looked like a really nasty knee injury last week. Now, uh, they've said that he's day-to-day. It's not a serious injury. He's not going to miss the rest of the season. Day-to-day, what does that mean in college? Injury reports are rather <laughs> sketchy. We don't know. Could be could Day-to-day might be mean week-to-week. We don't know. If I had to put money on it, I doubt that he plays. So you look at his spread on this one, USC minus 16 and a half, and then the over is 76 and a half. Now, if anybody listened to my, the, my, the episode where I guest started on the rundown a few weeks ago, you know that I love overs but even 76 and a half I don't care what teams are playing 76 and a half just seems too high without playing two of the worst you know two of the worst defenses that they, they could possibly throw on the field 76 and a half you have one slow quarter either team starts slow or they come out of the halftime and they start slow if you get a, a half a, a half of a quarter without scoring any points that over is dead in the water so for me I'm staying away from that over under I might actually throw a little on the under on that just because I'm not sure that either team is going to put up the points necessary. We look at the projected score there. We've got USC 46 and a half, Arizona 30. What do you think, Wall? I've been kind of yammering about the overs and the unders on this one. What do you think about this game? Well, everybody knows, baby. I'm going with USC this week. Looks like I moved the line to our story, our episode drop story. Had them at 15. Boom, 16 and a half now is what we're looking at. I don't know about that total, though. I know I understand your logic for it, but you got Mr. Williams over there on USC. He's throwing the pigskin 230 times on the season. Mr. Delora, he's had that pigskin in the air 275 times on the year. We're talking about teams that are going to pass the football, teams that are going to score a lot. So, yes, you get that slow first quarter. That is not good for your total. But you're talking about these two teams. They could cover that in three quarters, Mr. Story. So I don't know that I'm going with that way. I'm definitely going with USC. The fans know about that. I like this football game as far as let's see how USC reacts to playing. Can they get up for a team like Arizona, right? They are still contending for that Pac-12 championship. Can they get up and play a team like Arizona where they're not going against a Utah where, you know, they got to bring their best game. They don't have to bring their best game to this one. But I think they do anyways. And I like USC, as everyone knows, on the rundown. There we go. There it is. Hey, there we got to do one more, though. We, we okay, can't we'll just, do one more. One more. We can't just do USC. You, you pick it. You, ladies' choice. Let's, uh, let's go to a team that I have been following since last year. Let's go to Tennessee and Kentucky. How's that sound? Uh, okay. Let's go to Tennessee, Kentucky, Mr. Story. I'm going to click it up here on the rundown or on the Sports Betting Intel page, and we're already there. Excellent, excellent. So everybody saw – Everybody heard, if you didn't see, that uh, Tennessee 
beat Alabama last week in Chattanooga. I can't remember what the final score was, but a lot to a, a little less than a lot. Tennessee ended up winning that game. Hendon Hooker is just playing incredible football right now, right? So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. They played Tennessee Martin last week. They won 65 oh, to 24. Oh, uh, I want to jump on you for that. Getting buddy. way ahead of myself. I, I totally I completely forgot about that. Uh, great fantasy games all around from everybody on, on there. I can't believe they gave up 24. It felt like they were kind of dog or kind of sleepwalking through that part of that second half there. But let's go back to the Alabama game. 52 to 49 final score. Bryce Young, great game, 454 yards, 25 touchdowns, or 25 touchdowns, two touchdowns. But on the other side, Hendon Hooker, 21 for 30, 385, five touchdowns and only one interception. Wow. Receiving, we thought that that receiving game was going to be a little bit in a little bit of trouble with Cedric Tillman went out, who's been gone for a few weeks with an injury. Nope. Jalen Hyatt stepping right up, six receptions, 270 yards, and five touchdowns. Just Wow. Now, the big thing on Alabama, but we're not talking about Alabama. We're talking about Tennessee and Kentucky, right? Let's look at the spread here. We've got Tennessee minus 12 and a half. We've got total of 62 and a half. That seems right in line with what I was thinking for an over-under in that game. I like the over in that game. It's in Chattanooga. I think that Tennessee is going to want to keep their foot on the gas pedal. They're going to want to show the college football playoff committee that they are the team to beat in the SEC and in the nation. They took down Alabama. They are on on a path, on a war path. They've got some games coming up. Besides this Kentucky game, which Kentucky's ranked 19 in the nation, they've got number one Georgia. And I think that Heupel is the kind of coach that he doesn't look ahead. I don't think he's looking towards Georgia. I think he's concentrating on this game right now, and they'll deal with Georgia when it comes up. Because after that, they've got Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. They can close out the schedule strong. They need to get through the next two weeks. Kentucky is a great team, Red, led by Will Levis. I think he's a really great quarterback. Might be the top prospect in the draft this year, depending on what CJ Stroud, how CJ Stroud and Bryce Young end their year. They were on by last week. After Tennessee, they've got Missouri, Vanderbilt, and then they've got Georgia and Louisville. So I'm strong on the over on this game. I really like both of these teams, but in particular, I love Tennessee and their passing game. Their running bank game is, is decent too. Um, and then on the flip side, though, I love Chris Rodriguez. I love that kid. You mentioned him at the beginning of the year in our preview podcast. I love Chris Rodriguez. Uh, and then Tavion Robinson's been a, a solid wide receiver for them. I think both teams can put up points. They can put up points in bunches. I can see Tennessee going up 17-0 and then Kentucky screaming right back into this spread. I think that uh, Kentucky can keep it close. So I don't really want to touch that. But, yeah, I'm going over. I'm leaning the over on this. We've got it at we've got it at 62 and a half. Uh, and if you're taking that, you take the over over on Barstool or Bet Rivers or even Caesars. And yeah, 62 and a half. That's where I'm at. I'm taking the over in this game. I love it. Well, I, I'm not going to argue with you about, about the uh, over under. I'm not going to argue with you about the total. I would not take a team either way in this game because I do disagree a little bit. I think a look ahead game is always thinking something you got to worry about. You're talking about two of the best teams in the nation that are going to play them each other next week. You can't tell me that people are not thinking about that in the back of their mind. I don't know how Tennessee reacts to that, as I know they're thinking about it. Kentucky is a very good football team. You're talking about Mr. Chris Rodriguez. He was hurt at the beginning of the year, Mr. Story. Hurt, yet he is already leading the team in rushing yards with 395, almost at 400 mark. So I do like Kentucky. I do want to mention, you brought up the team they played last week. UT Martin. They gave up 25. And now I know this is always a disagreement between you and I, 
We've had this for years. We go at each other's throats about it. But my opinion is if you do not have a defense, you are not one of the best football teams in the nation for sure. And you're probably not a good football team. They gave up 25 to UT Martin. There were only seven other winning teams last week's story that gave up more than that to the team they beat. Can you believe that? That's the defense. And we're talking about not an FBS school in UT Martin. We're talking about an FCS school. So that defense, they need to get it together if they want to beat football teams. Mr. Chris Rodriguez can run the clock. They can control that football game. Kentucky, I'm not going to bet on them. Like I said, I'm going to stay away from this game. But Kentucky can beat Tennessee. The thing we want to be watching, though, and we talked about it in our episode briefly, Woj and I did, I brought it up. You want to watch for that opening line on that Tennessee-Georgia game next week. Oh, that's a good point. That game is going to be that's the tops of when it comes to the SEC next week. It depends on, on if you think Kentucky can beat Tennessee and they end up beating Tennessee, then we've we got a whole new can of worms that's opened up. But keep an eye on that opening line. There's some good value in the opening line on those games, on those key, those marquee matchups when the line first opens up on Sunday morning. Absolutely. And then a big game like that, and you know this, Mr. Story, Big football games, big basketball games, any of those games where you get a lot of public money in, sometimes that line throughout the week can go to a point where it is no longer at the place where the sports book really wants it to be. They're going to be putting that number. They get so much public action, people by public action, that generally means people that don't know, you know the right side of bet. They can't analyze the game as well as the sharps. So you get so many public people putting so much money on these big games. Sometimes you get a number that just does not make sense. And you can get actual edge without even using a great program like sportsbettingintel.com. But you know I will be there anyways, Mr. Story. What do you guys got coming down the pipes? So keep an eye out. As I mentioned earlier, we do or we do newsletters three times, two to three times a week talking about the latest sportsbook promos, the lines, different things that we have going on over at the site. Go to sportsbettingintel.com. Keep an eye on our blog post. We've got a lot of great content talking about the weeks ahead in various sports, talking about some of the things uh, we've got someone, I believe you've written a couple of guest posts for us as well, Wall, about uh, the edge that the sports books have over the sports betters and vice versa, what the what the uh, sports betters have over the sports books. Great information there. A lot of great detailed content there. Go over to Twitter. We're putting out five to six plus EV bets per day that you can take right off the bat. Go to our Instagram, go to our Facebook, go and sign up for our newsletter. And then this podcast, hopefully it helps some people out. If you if you have anything out there that you want to see us talk about, shoot me an email or a comment and we're happy to take a look at it. There's different, you know, there's tons of games and tons of sports out there. We don't have time to cover them all. So let's find out what you guys want to see and we'll be happy to tackle that for you. Am I missing anything, Walt? No, I, I appreciate what you guys do over there. I do want to mention that Wake Forest bet I talked about on the episode. I ended up putting it in on points on, uh, excuse me, it was, plus, it was plus 220 on points bet. It was plus 245 on bet rivers with the bet amount I had. It covered an extra $50 just by choosing the right line from looking at you guys, as you guys can see it on the screen right here. Change the alternate line, find the best book for the alternate line you want to bet. So I appreciate that, Mr. Story, you guys have made me an extra 50 bucks if I do end up winning that bet. So I think you covered everything. I'm excited for next week. Maybe we can get the real Jay-Z on here. I would love it. We need some hockey content. We definitely need And and we're we're eyeballing a couple of guys that are NBA experts as well. For those of you 
who are keeping an eye on the NBA. We've got some some people coming on. So keep an eye out and we let's have a good week. As we like to say over at SB Intel, stay sharp, sports betters.